0: You're on with Barbara.
1: Hey, 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 it's me, Barbara Corcoran, and this is 888-BARBARA. That's right. It's time to answer all your burning questions. From the boardroom to the bedroom, nothing is off limits. So listen up for some advice on how to live your best life. Each week, I'll be answering all your burning questions. And sometimes, I'll be asking them, too. Interviewing some of the greatest folks I know to learn the secrets of their success so I can share them with you. Can you have two love affairs at the same time? One with the job that you love and the other with the girl you adore. Is it possible? Maybe not. Listen in. Here's a lesson in I'm not falling for peer pressure, that quiet pressure we all hear in our ears not doing enough, gotta be everything to everybody. Got to do it all well. Listen to this gal. And look what stress is doing to her libido. So I told her straight out how to get her mojo back.
2: I'm Greg from uh, Atlanta, and I work in finance. My question for you, Barbara, is throughout your career, how did you uh, balance the difficult trade-offs that you were forced to make between your personal and professional life? I recently went through a breakup of a long-term relationship, which was largely a result of long hours and rigorous demands from my job. So I was curious how you kind of balance that throughout your career, particularly early on.
1: So Greg, you've been with your girlfriend for six and a half years and she's had it. The reason she's leaving you or has left you, she's already left. Yep. Is because she's spending too much time at work, which leaves not enough time or appreciation of her as your girlfriend. I don't blame her. I would leave you too. But the real question is, is do you want to make a trade-off now be- between her and your work? And I suspect the answer on that is probably no you're going to get a different kind of a job a less uh, fulfilling job a less challenging job so that you could keep your relationship going and be more helpful to your girlfriend more loving or whatever she feels are her needs that are not now being met i don't think so because where that's going to lead you is to resentment it's not going to build a solid foundation for a future marriage potentially it's going to be something that's not going to work in the end anyway so I would say she did you a favor by leaving. At least she's going to walk off and have them met by someone else on the terms that she wants. And now you can focus on work. But I'm sure you're not just wanting to have a love affair with your job. I'm sure you want to have a love affair with someone else. But the trick is here you need to find someone where your kind of giving is going to be good enough, enough time, enough commitment to whoever you're seeing. And this girl obviously isn't it. Okay. But you'll have no problem finding somebody else like that. Absolutely no problem at all. You'll probably find someone who has a job that she's all involved in, really wrapped up in, and wants to uh, get to a certain finish line. And that's going to be a very suitable partner for you. The relationship will feel more satisfying simply because you're a
2: better match. Does that make sense? Uh, Yeah. And kind of to follow on that, when did you make that decision to really kind of focus on your family? I know you had children later on in life and- Mm -hmm. um, It was that a direct decision to start to focus more on the personal life or was it kind of an evolution in your career and the uh, demands of your job? Well,
1: you know what it started out as just a habit of working hard and then it became my own eagerness to reach the top of my field. I was bent and determined I would do anything. So the aspect of marriage and having children wasn't even on my radar screen till I turned about 30 and then suddenly that biological clock starts ticking louder, even more so for a woman I think than a man, but I'm sure that's somewhat true of men. But after that, then I consciously decided not to have a marriage and consciously decided not to have children because I realized they would get in the way. Now that might sound a little single-minded and a little too one-sided, but I always felt like I could do that later. I just needed to hit a certain spot in my career path before I would have the presence of mind to focus on something else. And what do you think happened because of my work ethic and because of how hard I worked? I got exactly where I wanted to get when I got there. And I still have time for kids. So I'm an old mom today. You know, I had my first baby at 46 and my second at 56. My second child was adopted. I don't want to take full credit for her. But what I can tell you is a lot of people say to me, you're so old to be a mom. And perhaps they're right. But let me tell you, I have really happy kids that are fulfilled and happy because they have a fulfilled and happy mom. And I think you could take a page out of that journal for yourself. The main lesson is, Do exactly what you want to do for yourself because, in doing that, you'll become a happy individual and you'll make more space for the right individuals or individuals, if you're going to have children, to join your life. It just all works out. But I can tell you one thing I'm the happiest mom I have ever met among all my peers (laughs) who are much younger than me (laughs) because they feel drawn and stretched. And most of the women, I have to say, my peer friends who didn't dedicate themselves to work and got in late in the game are resentful about it. And they're not the happiest moms. Again, I go back to, you know, there's a time for everything. And if this is your time to really excel at work, then really get serious about it and get the rest of the crap out of the way. You could find someone to date who doesn't want as large a commitment as your last girlfriend. And you might be much happier because it will fit your lifestyle a little bit better. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, that's very helpful. And I think, um, as you mentioned, focusing on work now, because early on in your career, that's kind of where you build the foundation. And then the opportunity to build that family will be there. That's helpful to hear.
1: Greg, do you mind if I ask you how old you are?
2: I am 29. Oh, I was going to say 30. I should have guessed. Okay. Um, (laughs)
1: Can I tell you, this is your one-time opportunity to build a hugely successful field in the finance area. You can't do it and get real serious about it when you're 40. You have that trip that's from 22 to like 35, where your whole career for the rest of your life is going to be set. That's the way that that field goes. You know, it's a young man's game. You got to work like crazy, get yourself to a certain point by a period of time. And I say that's 35 for most men, from what I've seen in the New York City finance market. So you can't afford to have an all encompassing relationship with anybody, whether it be kids or a girlfriend or a wife for another five years, you know. And the funny thing is you're a guy. You know what's going to happen? You'll probably (laughs) at 35 look around and get yourself a (laughs) 25-year-old who's prettier than all your peers that they have (laughs) and more eager to make you happy. And you know what? Your career will always be full and you're going to need a wife who really wants to dote on you. That's the way it goes, you know, when people are really involved in their career. I got a husband that dotes on me, thank God. (laughs) That's the kind of guy I need because it's all about me, not all about him, you know. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Let me tell you something. Uh, I could have never built my career if I didn't do a tremendous tradeoff, which was I eliminated romance from my life, the prospect of being married and having children in one fell swoop. And you know why I was willing to do that? It was because I was so in love with my work. And I had a specific goal. I wanted to be the queen of New York real estate and outdo everybody in my marketplace. And I couldn't pull that off in a few short years. It took me until I was almost 40. Maybe 45 would be more honest about it, okay? So I made a conscious decision to take my life in chapters. And the first chapter I wanted to do was become the queen of New York real estate and focus on my work. Once I became the queen, then I went on, thank God that I was able to. Go on and have a family and a very long-term marriage. And I think the same is true for most people who are building a career and they're dead serious about it. And you sound to me, Greg, like you're dead serious about it. In short, there's no such thing as a work-life balance if you're real serious about your work. It just doesn't happen. So get serious on your work and then get serious on the rest of your life. But you can't do it together. I think that girl did the right thing for her and for you by leaving.
2: Well, I appreciate the uh the advice and the and the time to speak with me.
1: Okay. And invite me to your wedding in 10 years, huh?
2: Okay. I
0: will.
1: <laughs> okay. Bye-bye.
2: Bye.
0: Hey, Barbara. Uh, this is um first name uh Chocolate, last name Thunder. I've been wondering if those are your real teeth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, is this Damon John? You're not fooling me with this chocolate thunder stupid name that doesn't ever stick anyway. Listen, Damon, I'm offended that you would challenge me about my teeth. And the answer on your question, are my teeth fake? One is, yeah, (laughs) the left front tooth on top (laughs) because I knocked it off bike riding one day and had to spend a whole week (laughs) with only one front tooth. (laughs) How about those few hairs on your head? Are they real? I mean, you have about, I think last time I counted, you have 14. Are those 14 hairs real? You call me back, yeah? And and give me the answer on that. I'm going to post it out there. Damon's 14 hairs are fake or real, whatever. Come on, call me back and stop your nonsense. You've got to have better things to do.
0: Hey, Barbara. It's Adriana. I'm in New York. I'm an inspiring entrepreneur businesswoman because I want to go out my own. And I want to ask, how does one, as a woman, balance a career life and her romantic life? Because I'm starting to get very burnt out from trying to do all these things in the world and feel like I'm getting so stressed out that I don't have time for dating or meeting someone. So if you give me some advice about how to be in this world and still balance that out or talk about it on your podcast, you're going to be called back. That'd
1: be great. Thank you. You started your own business, Adriana, already, or you want to? I wasn't clear from your question. What is causing your stress? I'm not quite sure.
0: Well, I think at this point in my life and many other female entrepreneurs and small business owners that I know is how does a woman balance Trying to be a business owner and also maintain having a good love life or finding a good partner, which is what I hear from all of my friends in New York City and L.A. and everywhere.
1: Okay, well, I have some bad news for you. That's what starting a business is. It's stressful from morning to night. Because you're building, building, building with great uncertainty. And yet you're putting the effort out again and again and again with uncertainty as to whether you'll get any good results. That's what business is. Stress is bad for the libido. That's the fact. I went yep. without sex for 12 years building my business. But, wow. No, oh no, no, no. I just want to okay. shock you. So you said, oh, my God, I'm going to kill myself to here, right? <laughs> no, but I tell you, my sex was not as frequent as I'd like. And when I finally got a chance to jump into bed, I wasn't very good at it. My mind was on my business. So if you think that you can have it all when you're building a business, the first thing that gives is your sex life. Well, I can tell you that. I've been there, done that. And I'm not sure it's ever going to come back. Kind of scary, right?
0: Whoa, That is scary. Well, it's, it's the fact that we're living in a time now where I feel like more women want to live lives where they want to find a partner maybe after they're somewhat successful. Mm-hmm. So it's leaving a lot of women in, in the state of stress. And for me as well, like I do yoga and I work out, but there is still a mm. lot of stress. It's hard to figure out a way to still be feminine. And still be in business. I read a lot about you and how you say you wear your skirts and you you hike up your skirt. Oh, did I like really music. say
1: that? Well, well, Just for the record, it was just, I rolled up my top of my skirt to show off yeah. my legs, bring it up above my knee line. I don't want girls out there thinking I hiked up my dress. No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> how could we use our femininity and still be feminine and be in the business world?
1: In general, Well, I think that's an easier question. How do you maintain your femininity and yet be a powerhouse and build a business? I think you mm. use your femininity in what's natural to being a woman that men don't got. Uh, women approach business very differently than men. I think there are certain gifts that lend themselves perfectly for entrepreneurship from the women's side of the equation more than the men. For example, women are less vested in their ego, generally. Uh, They Mm -hmm. don't have to get the credit so fast like a guy does. They don't have to be the big man on campus or, in that instance, the big woman on campus. Uh, They Mm -hmm. relate well between the lines. They understand what balance is, trying to balance a home and the workplace a lot more than men do. They Mm -hmm. tend to stay more focused on their priorities. They tend to build teams better. They can rally people behind them to support them. Because I think of a little less ego, there's a million things women have, I think, over men in building their own business. It's just when they're working for the next guy that they can't really demonstrate all those gifts and very often hit that glass ceiling and are frustrated and don't play in the right golf clubs and blah, blah, blah Mm -hmm. that they don't do as well. So that's an easier thing. But you ask a more difficult question. You ask the question, how do I stay feminine beyond looking pretty and using my feminine gifts to get ahead? head of whatever those gifts are, meaning what women do better than men. Okay. But you're asking, how do I have a great romantic life or at least an acceptable romantic life, have great sex and still be hyper-focused on building a business, which is so damn exhausting.
0: It's exhausting. It's It's exhausting. (laughs) I'm going to give you
1: an answer you don't want to hear, which is you're not. You can't Mm -hmm. possibly be as good in the bed as you are in the boardroom always. It just doesn't work out. So the real question is, how do you relieve yourself of pressure to keep yourself vital and interesting and attractive to the opposite sex versus being so focused on who I want to be, what kind of romantic life? How do you keep yourself as a woman when you're not working, attractive to yourself? Because that's the same thing that attracts men. And I say the answer to that one is fun. How much fun are you having?
0: Well, that's the key, because I think for a while, what happened to me is I became very serious, very mind focused, because I'm an intellectual at heart. So what happens is I hit that glass ceiling working for other people, other businesses that became frustration.
2: Mm. And
0: in turn, that frustration that I felt within my own professional life basically filtered itself out into my romantic life, which I feel like happens with a lot of women, because then... You're like, well, I still have a partner and I'm still not as successful as I want to be. So who are the type of men that I want to date? And how can I still be this juicy, fun, exciting woman when I am stressed out? And most of my hours are going towards building something rather than, let's say, I'm going out dancing or dressing well for myself or going to a spa or doing feminine things. Because Mm. those things tend to get pushed by the wayside in order to... Uh, think about financial stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't have to be. That is your answer. I know when I was building my business, I could have worked 20 hour days, seven days a week. I loved it. And I was Mm -hmm. doing well, and I could see the progress I was making, and I adored the people that I felt responsible for supporting. But even when I was on my own, just myself sitting at my rented desk, answering the phone and trying to make a deal here and there to meet next Mm -hmm. month's overhead, the fact of the matter is I wasn't so much fun because I wasn't having fun. You can't manufacture fun. But Mm -hmm. I would say it took me about two years to wise up. And when I was wising up, this is how it went. Something as simple, which I did religiously and still do constantly, is schedule yourself a fun day in advance. I know it sounds weird, Mm -hmm. but if you decide right now whatever day of the week it is, one week from today, or let's say you can't imagine taking a day off one week from today, go into your calendar and cross Mm -hmm. out a day and label it fun you don't even know what you're going to yeah. do for fun. And often when I was crossing out the day in my calendar and labeling a fun, I was not the least bit in a fun mood. I'm like, I was almost like, yeah, right, move it to <laughs> me. I'm right. going to have fun. Like, what the hell am I going to do? But I'll tell you, immediately by that afternoon, knowing I had preserved a personal day for myself for fun, I felt immediate relief. It's kind of like you plan a vacation and you kind of like enjoy the vacation long before you get there because you can look forward to it. It's the end of a finish line. But I think you have to go through your calendar and part of your routine. And this is going to come back to sex in a minute. And you're going to cross Mm -hmm. out at least one day every two weeks just for the purpose of fun during the week, not a Saturday or Mm -hmm. Sunday because there's no such thing as relief from entrepreneurship when you're building a business. There's none. (laughs) None. It's seven days a week and whatever you got to give. But you do whatever it's got to give, which is great, but you've got to have a piece of your life in parentheses called fun. And now Mm -hmm. let's say – Fun day is coming up three days away, and you're said, I didn't even plan any fun. What am I going to do? Who am I going to play with? For me, nothing's fun unless I have someone else to play with. I'm one of those. Same, you know? same yeah, with same you. Here. Okay. So, whenever yep. I crossed out a day, I would immediately send out an email. Well, in those days, it would be a phone call, but in recent years, it's an email to two people that I consider fun fun people, nice people. It was typically my brother T because he has a funny sense of humor. And mm-hmm. I would send out an email and say, do you want to have a fun day on August 8th? And he'd say, <laughs> what are we going to do? And I said, we'll figure it out. But something about saying we will figure it out, I was already having fun. And so in the days when I was poor, it was a subway mm-hmm. ride to Jones Beach in New York. And that's there how I found out that men actually bathed nude in Jones Beach. I wouldn't have never found out if I wasn't short on funds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes they they do they I, do I okay there. but yeah. the rich
1: people don't know that no you have to be poor to find out that happens Exactly. okay exactly. it could be we're going into a new section of brooklyn that's emerging and we're going to investigate that and spend the whole day what are we going to eat we don't know what are we going to see we don't know but i heard from somebody it's really happening you just take your mm-hmm. subway ride to that place and that's what you're going to do for fun do you have a fun friend that could schedule a fun day with you
0: Yes, I have tons of fun friends. But the thing is, is most of my friends have the same mindset as me, though. So to get on the same schedule, to actually have that day sometimes is a little bit of a struggle. Also, the fact that I am now in my 30s is a little bit more difficult because a lot of my friends also are married. Not all, but a good chunk of them are married.
1: You know what? I'm going to suggest, Adriana. That's definitely an excuse. I could spot an excuse a mile away, okay? (laughs) Uh, You have fun friends. Trust me, you give them two weeks notice. You want to schedule a fun day. What are we going to do? I don't know. I'll fill it in. We'll talk about it a few days before. I am sure you could schedule your next eight fun days this week if you want
0: to. Okay? All right. You yeah, really could. I'm on
1: that. I'm telling you, you have fun, and it's the most delicious magnet in life. You discover new things. You meet new people. You have a different way of looking at life. It puts a shine on the apple.
0: You know, it just makes people more attracted to you. I feel like when you are in that energy and that space of enjoying, even through the hardships, because Mm -hmm. if you lose yourself, And you get so down and out because you're not exactly where you want to be, which happens, I feel like, to a lot of entrepreneurs because we're also living in a time of social media. Mm -hmm. So there's this constant comparison of businesses or lifestyles. Mm. So if you're not exactly there, it's easy to say, well, I'm not having that fun day like that person is. But then, Mm. like you said, it's too really go within and say, well, what are the ways I could have fun in my own way? What are the things that I truly enjoy that I could do with others?
1: Honestly, it's not even important what you do or that you truly enjoy. That's not where the Mm -hmm. gold is. The gold is in having the day crossed out in your calendar. I'm telling you, that's it. You could could do anything. You could sit on a curb and watch people go by on 34th Street and make fun of the Mm -hmm. way they dress. That's fun.
0: I do that. I still do that. Well, it sounds to me like you have all the
1: answers. All you have is a scheduling problem. Don't let another month go by. Get the first and the second date in your book and round up somebody to do it with. That's all. And think to yourself if they cancel out, you need to confirm like four days in advance. If they cancel out, think of who your fallback is. But never, never, never cancel a fun day. When you're dead or near dead, I'm going to tell you, I'll look back at my whole life. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I'll be thankful for is that among all of my friends, I was more responsible for fun in their lives than any other human being they ever met. They call me the fun queen, and they're right. I am so good at making fun. So you become the fun queen. I got to leave my crown to somebody. You're going to get it. Send me your mailing address, and thanks for calling it, Adriana. Thank you. And that's all the questions we have time for today. I hope you found the advice helpful. Think I got it right? Think I got it wrong? Have an idea for a great guest? Come on, give it to me. Tweet me at Barbara and using the hashtag 888BARBARA and keep those questions coming into the 888BARBARA hotline. You can subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't be coy. Leave a review for the show at Apple Podcasts and keep the party going on. We'll see you next time. 888 Barber is produced by Sandy Smolens for Audiation. And Lila Mann is our executive producer.
2: Audiation.